1: just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah.
2: Welcome to Just The Sip. I am Justin Sylvester, and last year I talked to a woman who is a game changer and not afraid to put her money where her mouth is. I don't know if you remember... This whole beef between Nikita Dragon and Victoria's Secret, when Victoria's Secret's CMO said there is no room for a transgendered model along those lines because transgender, they're trying to sell a fantasy. First of all, honey, if you haven't been online or dating, honey, you you would know that trans is and has always been a fantasy. But this woman was not fighting for anything other than inclusion, and I was so proud to have her here. Please welcome someone who has changed the lingerie game forever, Nikita Dragon. Who the are you?
0: Nikita Motherfucking Dragon. Legal, real name.
2: Okay, first and foremost, Let me start off by saying you had the clapback of the year. That's why you're here. Yeah. But when I dug deeper into your story, it's actually very interesting. So before we get to the clapback of the motherfucking century, (laughs) I want to start off with you. You are from Mexican and Viet Viet background, which to me seems like two of the most traditional backgrounds ever.
0: Solid in their ways, let me just say. So how did you
2: live And come out as a trans person to two of the craziest backgrounds.
0: I was very fortunate. I came in a very um, big and tight-knit family. And I think ultimately my parents just wanted to see me really happy. And for a while I was really content just being a gay boy. I was a gay boy for you know, 18 years of my life. Unfortunately, I'm like, oh. no one look up those photos. I'll post them myself. Um, I was I was really content. I, I came out pretty early on and um, I was just okay for a really long time and I had everything set up for me. I had uh, I was living in Virginia at the time. That's where I grew up, in a military family as well. So not only multicultural, Wait. but my parents are both from military backgrounds, like both in the military still to this day. Um, and it was really weird. It was really, really weird. There was no gay person in my family, you know how, I don't know if there's about a few your, cousins. Yeah, I don't, there's always an uncle that they don't a, talk about. There's always an uncle who, yeah, maybe did marry a girl and maybe has some kids, but you know, we kind of know on the low. But in my family, absolutely no person in my whole bloodline, in the dragon bloodline of being queer or anything. And I was openly gay and I was cool with that, but then I just felt this weird moment. I wanted something even more. You know that point when you're just like, I'm okay?
2: Yes. No, this. for sure. Because there was a point, obviously, I'm a black gay man from South Louisiana, so coming out as gay was tough, and I didn't know what gay meant, so I always thought, oh, I like boys, I must want to be a girl. Mm-hmm. At what age did you connect that this isn't just about being gay, this is something deeper?
0: I was probably like five or six. No. I swear on There's everything. There's no way you I swear can on know. everything. How? Because how early? What, what age are you in preschool? You're five. Five. So I, kindergarten, was, I was five yeah. years old. Um, I remember the experience like yesterday. I fully believed when I was born that I was a woman, swear to swear on everything. I just didn't, you know, obviously when you're that young, you're not thinking anything. I just truly just thought I was a woman. My parents let me play with Barbies, my parents let me be really feminine. Um, you know, every time I used to play little video games with my brothers. I'd cry unless I was a girl character. Like, I truly just thought I was a woman. And it wasn't until I was in preschool, um, I would dress up with the other girls, and I would play dress up, and I'd put on the dresses. My preschool teacher was really cool. Shout oh, out to her.
2: Yes, yes preschool shout teacher up, yeah, in shout Virginia.
0: Up, shout out to preschool and on a military base. You better name her ass. Uh, Melanie, hi. Hey, Melanie. Hi hey, Melanie. Um, but it's crazy because one of the days, another teacher came in um, from a different class, and she saw me playing dress up and she was like, What are you doing? Like yelling at me, freaking out on the teacher. This is disgusting. You're, you're, how, why are you letting him do this? This is, we need to call his parents. Like going really, it was really traumatic for sure. I think it was just such a crazy moment. I mean, your whole world up to that point is just like fun and games. And like, you remember that. Vividly. And I remember that so vividly. And that was the absolute first moment when I was like, Oh, there's something different about me and I need to hide it.
2: Who was the first person? you told like what was that conversation like that I was trans that you were trans because for me telling someone that I was gay was a liberating moment yes so for you telling someone who you truly were Mm. must have been terrifying but liberating so who was that first person you trusted
0: I I had a really weird moment because for me the first time I ever even said it aloud was online Um, Up until that point, I was in the biggest denial phase. I was like, no, I'm just a super hyper-feminine gay man. And I was like, okay with that. But when I moved out here to LA three years ago and started to meet my trans friends and starting to meet the first person I've ever met was trans, but it was here. Um, And just really getting involved in that world, I just kept being so, um, I just didn't want to accept it. You know, it was the so denial phase. I
2: came out to my two best friends and you came out to 1.8 million people.
0: Yes. What hap- that, That's what started my whole journey. I turned on the camera and I was looking at the camera and I said, I am transgender. And I just thought, well, if I put it out online, I'm going to have to face it. It was the first time I ever even spoke it out loud. Never even said it in the mirror. Never even like thought of it. I just was like, if I just put it out online, I'm just going to have to deal with it. And then all of a sudden it went viral and I have my aunts and uncles calling me. My parents are calling me the next day. Wait,
2: people... your mother found out yeah. from YouTube.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Was that by design? Or did you just feel like if you were honest with a billion people mm-hmm. that it would be easier that way than doing it one-on-one?
0: I, I think I did think it would be easier. I I was just so scared about what everyone would think. And I, I'm that type of person where I'm like, I just have to jump into it. And that's what I did. I literally just took the, took the leaves and bow, and I jumped <laughs> off the bridge. And I mean, I, I just never thought it, it would become viral. I never thought people would see it. And then all of a sudden, it just blew up overnight. And I was like, oh, my God, now everyone knows. It was kind of that crazy movie moment for me.
2: It's so funny because I've lived here for eight years, and it takes bitches lifetimes mm. to become snatched. And you snatched it up yeah. in three motherfucking years. Mm. How did that transition happen? Like, what was the process for you? And I, how much money did yeah. it mother cost? Cause you look expensive. <laughs> you look expensive all the time.
0: Yeah, it's a walking investment for sure. Um, for me, I just am very goal oriented. I'm like, if I see something that I want, if there's something that I want to do, I'm gonna f-ing do it. And I was just super determined. I mean, a lot of people really were on me for transitioning as fast as they did. It took me about a year to fully transition. I just hit the ground running. I started taking my hormones and then I was like booking my appointments and doing this and doing that. I've never had a sugar daddy. I've never had someone pay for anything of mine. My parents, I don't come from like a money background. I did everything on my own. I was going to college at the same time. So I was a broke college kid. So I was paying my way through school on top of all of it. And I was also doing YouTube and everything. And I was living in a two bedroom apartment with four roommates. And I just was so... Determined. Determined. It didn't matter how I did it or how I hustled, but I really wanted to do it differently. I came here meeting the most beautiful trans women, and it really saddened me that so many trans girls who were so beautiful, wearing Louboutins, going out with... You know, all sorts of guys and being treated as goddesses, they would have to resort to sex work in order to get the money to pay for their procedures. Yeah. And although I do not judge anyone, I just. It wasn't for you. It wasn't for me. And I I never wanted a man or anyone to say, oh, I paid for that or, oh, I paid for her. So I. I'll
2: do some nasty for a Range Rover. (laughs) Like, don't get it twisted, bitch. Don't get it twisted. I will do some nasty. for a condo in you,
0: Sierra town let, let me tell you, I, I've definitely had some crazy offers in my day of being here, and... Tell me the craziest. Why was that? of course, in WeHo. Every, I feel like everything starts out in WeHo. Everything happens in... Everything 900-
2: 90069, it happens.
0: It happens on Santa Monica Boulevard. I was out in WeHo, I met a guy, fast forward, I was doing a class project on Dubai, figured out that he was a prince, you know, of a mm-hmm. certain mm-hmm. area. And uh, I was talking to him this whole time. He never told me that he was a prince. He was just always asking me to come to Dubai, always asking, "I want to see you again. I want to see you again." Offered me um, a cute little penny, like two hundred fifty thousand, to come for a week. And uh, then it got twisted because his brother also wanted to get involved and offered me the same amount. And
2: yeah, it
1: so
0: was. I denied it, by the way. I turned it down. You turned down half a million dollars. Yeah, I did.
2: How ugly were they? Because a million dollars. Let me tell you, they were actually really cute.
0: I'm not even saying that in a bad way. I was just like, at first I was playing along with it. You know, of course I'm with my friends and I'm like, you guys, do you believe this? I'm like showing them my DMs. I'm like, he's offering me this much money. And they're like, bitch, if you don't take that dang money, like, oh my God, like da-da-da-da. And I was like, I was playing along with it. Of course, you know, I'm with my friends and we're like, okay, okay, say this, say this, say this. I was sending him all up to the point of he was like, okay, like send me your passport. Like we're going to get you. I was like.
2: Did you think about it? Did you? Did it cross your mind me, that I could maybe be a princess for a week <laughs> or I could be taken like a Liam Neeson movie?
0: Exactly. That was my biggest fear. Um, it's obviously a temptation, especially at the time I was a broke college girl. Girl, I could barely even pay my textbooks. And to, to see that money and to see... A really attractive guy Offer you such a lifestyle Of course What What Broke college girl in LA Wouldn't take that in a second
2: For sure I got a job shit And I would take that <laughs> I would be on the road tomorrow yeah. I actually would Maybe I would <laughs> Let me ask you this question mm-hmm. You talked about When men clock you Yes Explain that to me well, Because I didn't know Yeah I Just found out Two weeks ago Oh Okay I had I had been seeing you on my friend's Instagrams. I had been seeing your videos. I had been seeing you in photo shoots. I was like, this woman is yeah. the I just had no idea. But mm-hmm. what's it like? What mm-hmm. is when men clock you and what's it like?
0: Well, it's not a cute experience. And I will say that for anyone who doesn't know, being clocked is basically when a man or a woman, or anyone is basically calling you on your truth. So it's like, oh, you're a man. For me, it's like, oh, well, you were born a dude, or you're transgender, or you're, you know, they're clocking me in a sense. And it's it's a really nasty and ugly feeling, and I've had so many really gross experiences with it. I mean, you know, as far as to be in weird situations, and then the, the females in the room get kind of um, – Territorial, territorial, and catty, and they feel as though I'm trying to impr- approach their men, which I'm never probably ninety nine percent of the time not doing, and they feel the need to kind of clock me and to tell everyone, and it becomes such a really disgusting and ugly thing.
2: You feel like you get clocked more by other women than men.
0: I do. Mm-hmm.
2: That's interesting. I do,
0: and I'm all about female empowerment, so I will never like go off on a girl. You know, I'll never start anything, um, and it's it just it's just really ugly. But I will say that through my experiences, my clockiness, I guess you could say, always happens just because of online. So there was a there was a time when I was like Oh, like I don't want to share as much. Like, I don't want to be posting my before and after photos. I don't want to be posting my surgeries. I don't want to be talking about my trans identity because I just, I kept feeling like as though it it kept coming up. And I was like, I'm never going to escape my trans identity. Yes, I'm a trans person. And yes, I'm a trans woman. I'm so proud to be. But at the same time, like, I'm not just that. You're not just a gay male. No. You know what I mean? You're much more than that. Absolutely.
2: Do you ever want to use an alias so people can't Google? Would you ever do that? Like, use an alias and then at some point have that conversation. Absolutely. There's
0: especially early on when things weren't so vague for me right now, um, I would kind of do kind of bad. I will say it's a little dangerous and I'm not recommending it to anyone. This
2: but is I, just a sip. It's, you can say whatever you want. I
0: would I would just not tell someone because I felt as though I needed to earn their respect and I needed to have respect for them too to kind of tell something that kind of personal yeah. personal and i felt like well i don't know anything about this person why is it that i all of a sudden have to be like hi i'm transgender hi i'm nikita i'm transgender you know just throw it out there like what if i don't even like the person what if the person's whack what if our personalities don't even match why do i have to throw that out there every single time in the beginning
2: so how far do you normally get into a relationship with somebody before you let them know yeah what the t is
0: Well, now or before? Before. Okay. Well, before I was just, again, I I just moved to LA. I just, you know, snatched everything together. I was living my, you know, I've only been living as Nikita for three years. And so this experience of boys and men um, being attracted to me for who I really am was- as crazy as it would be for like a college girl, you know, a a high school girl. I never got to experience my high school of being a woman. I never got to experience my high school love, my high school kiss, nothing. You were
2: 16 again.
0: I was 16 again. I was a a girl going through puberty because I truly was the hormones are rushing and you're kind of crazy everywhere. So for me early on, especially I would, I would go all the way and never say a word. And some guys probably till this day have, Maybe no idea. Maybe they found out later through my social media. But there were times where I I truly never said a word. And it never was a problem.
2: Did it ever go left?
0: It has gone left before.
2: Was it a scary situation for you? Or was it more of an emotional situation?
0: Thank God it was not a scary situation. And that's the reason why I don't advocate my craziness. You know, I'm, I'm not telling people, oh, you guys should... Trick guys, like because I, 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 I was young. you can also say was, that you were I young. I was truly young, and I think that's the scary thing for men, especially when they see me. They're like, "Oh, well, we need to watch out because these dudes are turning into girls, and they you can't tell anymore." Like that, the, they used me as that kind of like overall like mind f. But some of these
2: mother don't want to tell. I, some of them don't want to tell. They and don't, I'm a, and I would say that that's
0: my experience too. My experience is sometimes they want it and they just won't say it. Yes. It's one of those things. Just like I'm a sure, I'm sure you as a gay male have experienced cisgender.
2: I'm literally saying, black men. As a black man, mm-hmm. people fetishize Absolutely. about me, and for some reason, I didn't mind it for mm-hmm. a while. And that's how it was. Because it's kind of hot. It's cute, and it's like you know, what, I get it. You want a big old black man, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry to tell you, I'm really a white lady on the inside, yes. and Claudia. But we're not gonna tell you that <laughs> until we until we leave that bedroom, and then I make you take me to Barney's instead of Fubu. Yeah. And then you're gonna be real surprised. And you're like, oh wow, okay. Right? A woman. But I feel like, especially in the rap game, there's oh a goodness. lot of dudes who low-key don't want to know. There's some of it. And I heard you recently had an experience with yes. somebody. Tell me about that.
0: Well, I will say Hollywood in L.A. is a very small place. You will never think that you would run into the people that you do. And circles are very small. And for me, I ran into a rapper on Halloween of last year. And I've run into so many rappers and actors and celebrities all the time. It's never a big issue. What caliber
2: are we talking? Like SoundCloud rapper, Honey. YouTube rapper, feature Baby. rapper, Or A list, big game rapper. Look at me and you could just tell. Okay. Look at me was, and okay. you, you could tell. Platinum just, album. Platinum you album. You just
0: know what, what, what kind of level. There's levels. He platinum. There's levels. I was not going into that situation looking for clout. I was not going into that situation looking for trouble. I was just merely invited to go and attend. And I was attending and um, one of the homies, as you could say, one of the crew members came up to me and asked me to leave. But in the most disgusting way, it was embarrassing. I mean, I was just sitting there with my friends. We were all not even bothering anyone. We're all in our corner. It wasn't even like a rager, girl. It was like yeah. chilling on a couch, just drinking. And I was like, it's 4 a.m. Like, I'm cool to go home. Like, it's been a long night. This
2: is at a residence.
0: At the residence. Uh, home- of this. Yes, of the rapper. Homeboy rolls up. He's like, you need to get the F out. You're not supposed to be here. Who the F are you? Who invited you? Like, going crazy. And mind you, it's a casual, chill setting. Yeah. So just imagine all this commotion. What had happened was, and I I know the feeling instantly. No one even has to say say anything, and I know of I, course, I can it's feel to you. I can feel the energy shift of when someone clocks me. Yeah. and I swear on everything, I know it. We all get clocked in different ways. Of like, we we know we know energies exactly. So I immediately knew that um, there was a, there was something going to go down, and apparently, of course, the girls had let the
2: men know that I am who
0: I am. I'm Nikita.
2: Why is it always the females that come for you?
0: I I. I don't know. And I'm not mad about it because I just choose not to be. I'm not going to sit here and girl hate on another woman. But I do understand the fact of feeling threatened. I do. I get it Um, when I'm getting paid more attention to, when the boys are on me, when the boys are giving me more attention and I'm looking the way I look. Speak on it. Honey, let me just say this. Speak on it. I spent 18 years of my life as a boy. And when I transitioned into a female who I actually really am, I appreciate it. Everything woman. I'm the most woman that you could possibly get. Speak on it. And I think that someone who is born with that doesn't appreciate that the way that I do. Anyways, back to the story. I was kicked out as I'm leaving. And, you know, I'm cool. I'm like, you know what? If you don't want me here, homie, I'm down. I'm, I'm going to go to McDonald's anyways. You don't have to tell me and make a scene. Like, I'm cool to leave. I was leaving and I never saw the rapper actually up until this point at all. Even at this, his own house. The window of the Rolls Royce just goes, Chirr. yo, drop her. Get her number. Chirr. Back up. That's it.
2: Ho, ho, ho. Yeah. Homie kicks you out. Yep. You're walking out. Yep. Strutting. Mm-hmm. Hair on point. Mm-hmm. Makeup on fleek. Mm-hmm. 4 a.m. 4 a.m. About to get that double Mac. Yep. Rapper stops you. Yep. Says, get that number. Yep. Okay. It's hey, so I got a pen. <laughs> Who's got a pen? I am dying No, Oh. Legally, I probably can't find this out on air, but oh. I'm gonna need you to write in braille who this was. I just need to know. I just okay, need to know. Okay, but this is between us. I swear to God, I will not okay. tell anyone. Pass it under the table. Did you give him that number? Tell the truth.
0: Okay, my friend did. Oh! <laughs> okay. My Wait. friend did. My, Wait. Fr- my friend gave her number to him. And we by the way, it was me and another trans female. Okay. So it was two trans girls. And got the number, I went home and they conti- the security guard was the one who was contacting us. Um, yo, you need to get here. Who are you bringing? You need to come at this time. It was at a, it was at a different location. It was at a hotel. You need to pull up this that like selling saying all these really weird coded specific instructions and it was just really crazy. And you didn't go? And I did not go.
2: I need you to contact this person back. <laughs> I'm about to get in hair and makeup for three hours. I'm and about go, to get this beat. And you to go. I'm about to get this motherfucking beat. Yeah. And go. And go. But I'm sure you get offers like that all the time.
0: I do. But here's the thing. And this is why I've always stayed hush-hush about a lot of situations because there is a stigma for men that if you are with a trans person, that there's a certain level of exposing them for being with a trans person as if it's a wrong thing. Yeah. So that's why I choose not to because I feel like once the stigma is lifted of it's okay to love someone like me. It's okay to be with someone who's trans. Like it doesn't matter. It's not like some crazy thing. Then there won't be that transphobia surrounded behind it. So it's kind of like a double-edged sword. It's yeah. like. Men shouldn't be exposed for loving a trans girl.
2: You've been in this game for three years now. Mm. And when I say this game, you've transitioned into Nikita for three years. Yes. And there have been trans women that have been around for yes. 20, 30 years that are still in the game. When you look at their experience compared to yours, are there timelines? Do you think there ever will be a time where people accept? And are they, um, are they thinking that that time's going to come for them as well?
0: Absolutely. I think things are moving so fast. And even you can just see from my success of the Victoria's Secret video, or all the other stuff. Or, no, class. I know, but I, I just everything you can see from um, just me that the world is accepting, the world is changing, and it's one of those we're not knocking on the door, we're kind of kicking the damn door down. We see shows like Pose, we see shows like RuPaul. RuPaul, the world is very open right now to accepting the different. It's hard but I will say these past couple of years if you look at it just the most monumental things have been happening for us in just the community in general
1: that's not just the sound of that first sip of morning joe it's the sound of someone shopping for a car on carvana from the comfort of home that's a good blend it's time to take it easy like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes talk about starting the morning right just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient, comfortable. Ah.
2: And something else monumental happened. You posted a video. This is the clapback that I'm talking about because for myself, I'm so amazed at the fact that the chief marketing officer, Ed Razek of Victoria's Secret, went on, on record and said, answered a question about trans women being a part of the Victoria's Secret show. And he said that they're trying to sell a fantasy, insinuating that trans women aren't a fantasy. Yes. When we both know. Honey. (laughs) That part. Sweetie. You posted a video which was unbelievably produced. You looked gorgeous. But the best part about the video was that it got 7.7 million views. Victoria's Secret Fashion Show got 3.3. You three. You're more than doubled the views. How did that make you feel, and why did you speak out about that?
0: Well, when I saw the comments, I was immediately outraged. For me, Victoria's Secret was such a milestone in my transition as a woman to be able to go shop there, to be able to have that full female experience. You know, any trans person, I would think. You were
2: looking forward to I the would, day. I, would
0: looking, I was looking forward to the day, so it was truly a part of my transition. That ultimate feminine angel sexiness it just represents so much and to have someone like him um, say such disgusting and discriminatory things and kind of shut the door in front of my face in front of my sisters and you know everyone else's and even two plus size women um, it was it was it hurt so much and I, I think there was a lot that I wanted to say and I truly could have just gone off on Twitter, and I did say a little bit of something on Twitter, and there were a lot of people saying things and saying things and saying things, but we say, see this over and over again. You say it, and if you don't you, see it, you, you don't get it. Yeah, you say it, and then it just kind of goes away on the feed. It's like over in a week. So for me, I truly got such a fire in me, and it wasn't even out of a place of anger. It was almost out of a place of like, oh. Uh-huh. Oh. Oh, you... you, Who? You think that I, I can't serve a fantasy? <coughs> uh-huh. Oh, Okay. Got the team together, three days to produce everything, budget level at Victoria's Secret, if not more. I wanted everything to literally be on the level of Victoria's Secret, if not surpass it. So
2: you got into your own bags and you decided that you were going to spend your money to make Victoria's Secret see a trans woman as a fantasy. Absolutely. And you did this not only for yourself, but for your other trans sisters.
0: 1000%.
2: That is the zip. Have you heard from them?
0: I have not, but I have heard through the grapevine, you know, L.A. and Hollywood is very thin little. You, you hear birds chirping every mm-hmm. now and again. I, I have heard that I might have given them a little bit of hell for the past couple of days and weeks. It's been a while.
2: With 7.7 7 million views. <laughs> Actually, it was 8 million this morning. Ooh! Hi. Uh, I'm going to just pour some more. Hi. On that 8 million. We got to toast to that.
0: We said 8 million on Twitter and Instagram. Okay. dead. Done.
2: Let me ask you this question. I'm so mad at Victoria's Secret, I won't even buy a goddamn chapstick from them. <laughs> but what if Victoria's Secret called you and said, listen, we want you to walk in the show, would you do it?
0: That's a crazy thing because I truly, it's been brought up a lot. People have been asking me, they're like, what if Victoria's Secret asked her? Like, what, what would happen? What would you do? And I, I really don't, I don't think I would take it. I truly don't think I would take it.
2: I'm going to change your mind right now. I'm gonna change your mind because I thought about this. It was the one question right? I wanted I, to ask I, you.
0: I didn't. I, I see both sides. I see. Oh, okay. Well, this could be the change. I could be, you know, the first trans model to ever walk for them. But that was really never what my intention with this video. Girl, I'm five three. Like, I know my place.
2: Marissa Miller is five foot nothing, <laughs> I, and she got those boobs on a catwalk, and we loved it. And we like,
0: I for sure can slay a catwalk any day. We can. We know that. But I, I know my place. I I would gladly let any trans girl or any person take that role now if they brought it to me I don't know I really don't know what I would do you would have to take
2: it it's one of those things where if you say we want I want you to see me as this person and you have to respect me as this person you got to put yourself out there and go for it because by the way you walk out on that runway and you slay it you're going to open the door for so many trans models out there Mm -hmm. and really change the game for a lot of people I really believe that yeah me too and by the way, when I saw that video, I was like, Michael Bay is killing this video, yes. honey. <laughs> Michael Bay came.
0: Michael Bay came.
2: I cannot believe that you, Honest, I mean, this is crazy.
0: Yeah, I mean, I had an incredible team. Um, Live Rich Media shot that for me. And, you know, my House of Dragon with my stylist, Joey, we handed all of the feathers together. We got a bra and hand stoned it all, and it all came together so kind of crazily and just last minute, all, yeah. the, all the things, but it was just really meant to be. And I, like I said, I've been doing this for not a while, but I've been doing this for three years and I've been online and I've never had a viral moment, if you will. I've mm-hmm. had my little things here and there, but truly this has gotten to a, a point where I never would have thought it would have gone. It's like a movement. People around the world are feeling this message and that's all I wanted to do. I wanted to be like that, like little light.
2: And you know, obviously, from being online for three years, you know things can go either south yes. or they can... You know what I mean? They can go yes. left or right anytime. In two
0: seconds. You, you can't tell.
2: Do you feel like it was more positive than negative?
0: One trillion percent. Because even the negative, I look at it as, you know, I got your attention. I got your attention. And it was a lot of men saying, yo, this is Victoria's Secret. It's not Victor's Secret or yo, this chick used to be a dude, what the F? Like, no, like, why can't you go get your own, like, fashion line? What is Victoria's Secret? Like, we hate that people always want inclusivity and all this stuff. Like, go, go, it's their brand. You know, people were saying all this stuff, but at least it was opening up the conversation. At least people were talking about it. At least people saw, because I don't think anyone can watch that video and look at me in the face and tell me that that was not better than a Victoria's Secret ad
2: campaign. (laughs) Or at least on
0: that level. At least on that level. It was on that level.
2: The fashion, the production, the budget, you were on that level. It was crazy. I think you did such an amazing job and we were so stunned here at E! I was like, we got to get her in. Like, it must happen.
0: I was like, I just want to sell the fantasy and that's it. I just want to show everyone that trans girls can sell the fantasy. Any woman can sell the fantasy, honey. Gonna you gonna can sell me? the fantasy. I am the
2: fantasy. Ain't, ain't nobody, ain't
0: nobody going to tell me that I'm not the fantasy. I honey. am the
2: fantasy, honey. honey. want to come into this fantasy suite? What's it like dating in Los Angeles now? Like, what? What's some DMs like?
0: Crazy. I think anyone dating in LA is
2: crazy. No, I literally hate it. I
0: think not one person can be like, oh, dating is easy in LA. Not one person. And
2: then you add an extra layer And then
0: you add an extra layer. And I'm like, well, where the F do I go now? So I definitely get my fair share of DMs. I get moments here and there and some crazy, as we know, offers. But... I've never really had a problem, surprisingly. I have never been denied in the sense of I wasn't able to let someone know who I am and they were uncomfortable. I definitely have had to like educate people and that's definitely a journey. But I think for a lot of men who meet me, it's like, you know, I've never, I've only dated regular cisgender women and I never thought I would stray the path. And not that they're straying the path with me, but it is something that they have to wrap their mind around. So when they meet me, they're like, damn, you're the coolest chick I've ever met. And, you know, I just have my own kind of vibe. And they, through that, I'm able to kind of like lead them a certain way. You got to coach someone. It's it's a coaching thing. And I've obviously met my fair share who are just like, you're cool. I'm cool. That's all I need to know. And I'm cool. And I'm, I'm here with it. And I'm like, thank God. But I've also had the tough challenges. Um, if, I, if I really truly like someone, it I am very understanding. But I also understanding about who I am. I'm like, you know, if you're not accepting about who I am, if you don't, girl, if, if you're not about it, then just don't be about it. <laughs> if you're not about it, about that's just line. what I. That's that's my statement for 20 going into 2019. If you ain't about it, then don't be about it. If you're about it, be about it. Right. Because it's like I, the back and forth situation for anyone is stupid. I can only be who I am. And if you're not about it, then just keep it moving. But do
2: you run from the guys who fetishize about you? I do. You do?
0: I do. Have you always
2: ran run from them?
0: I don't always because sometimes it's just easier. Sometimes it's like, okay, cool. Like he knows the deal and he's just down and he's like really attractive. So like, why not? I mean, in the same way, I'm sure like someone would approach you who's like, I'm fetishized, you know, a black man. There
2: are certain people who are only into blackout. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's kind of tough because sometimes I have to let them know that I'm a white woman on the inside, named yes. Claudia Lee Eisenberg, yes. and she loves Barney's more than she loves Fubu. Yes, but it's a hard thing to do. But I feel like sometimes it's easier, if as you say. Mm. I just don't know. I feel like uh,
0: it, it gets tough. It really does, and it's it's weird. But I I've had success and. I'm not necessarily over here constantly looking for new guys all the time. I'm not like, oh, my God, I need to get in a relationship right now. Because
2: you're young and you're dripping.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You just want
2: to drip around L.A. I,
0: I want to have fun.
2: What about Nicholas's ex, exes?
0: No, nope, didn't even exist.
2: There was You didn't date men when you were absolutely a man?
0: Absolutely not. Not men, not women, nothing.
2: So you're technically, you've never actually been gay?
0: No. Mm-mm. Technically, I guess if you want to. Say like that.
2: Wait, hold on. <laughs> Just has yeah. got a breakthrough right Wait, here.
0: Wait, I've actually never even thought of it like that. Yeah, I've never. You were
2: actually never a gay man.
0: Mm-mm. I guess not. I mean, I identified as gay in the moment because I didn't
2: even know what trans meant. But I'm going to get deep with you. And yeah. you can say. No, absolutely. You can say yes or no. You no. can say that's too I'm... far. Listen,
0: honey, I'm down.
2: Do you think that you didn't have a sexual experience with someone while you were a man because you weren't comfortable with your own body?
0: Absolutely. One thousand percent.
2: Did you ever think about that?
0: I thought about it in the sense of like, well, I only like straight guys because they look at me as a woman. And I guess since I'm gay, I should like gay guys because, you know, it's guy on guy. But I don't like that to me didn't like work in the same way in my mind. Like I wouldn't get the satisfaction.
2: You seem like you've had a lot of therapy. No, I've never gone to therapy in my whole life. Swear. But is it part of the transition process to go to therapy Mm -hmm. and figure that's not part of the process? Not in Los Angeles. They recommend it, but
0: they recommend it. Um they recommend it, but you it's not necessary. You think a lot. I think a lot. And I think a lot because I spent 18 years of my life isolated and having to know who I am to hide that. To, in order to survive in, you know, Virginia in a very conservative town. I had, in a military base. In a military, you know, in a military area. I, I had to be very hyper aware and I had to um, just be very cognizant of a lot of things. And I think now that's what I'm saying. Like, now that I'm living my authentic life, it's almost like I'm just like free. Like, that's yeah. why I can. That's what I consider like the dragon. Like, it's just that inner beast that I've always had inside that of me. That fire. That fire. And it's, it's coming out. And it's now out. And I think... It's, it's crazy. Even I get surprised by it, too.
2: Could you imagine? I know when I listen to Caitlyn Jenner's story, I know she's not everyone's favorite woman right now. Mm-hmm. But when I listen to Caitlyn Jenner's story, I have some empathy for her because she lived a lie for yeah. so long. And the lie kept on getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Could you imagine living 60 years of your life as someone that you weren't? Like isn't that?
0: I had I had a moment I had a moment where I saw like the what is like the fork in the road. Mm-hmm. I saw like one path and I saw you know one way to go, and I just chose.
2: But you ran down that road. I you ran. didn't even walk. I ran. You didn't hesitate. You ran down that road, and you're happy you did today. I'm.
0: So, I mean, I'm so ecstatic.
2: Something I read online, and I obviously I live in Beverly Hills, mm-hmm. adjacent, and I ain't got that kind of money yet. Um and you made a bold statement that you became obsessed with plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. And I've seen women who have been obsessed with plastic surgery. Yeah. I don't see it on you. But why in your eyes do you think that you're obsessed?
0: Well, for my transition, I definitely needed certain procedures to become the woman that I feel on the inside. So it was more of a journey to match my outsides to my insides. So there were a lot of procedures that needed to be done you know eight hour long procedures things that you wouldn't even think that someone a human could really possibly do and it got to a point where I kept going in and fixing this and then this would kind of go a little weird so then I would fix that and then that would go a little weird and then it was just a constant game of you know I got my breast done literally four times this past year yeah yeah I mean, I'm at a place now where they're good and they're correct and they're together. You're kicking it. They're, I mean, the Victoria's Secret video. But they're, they're good. Yeah, good. they're good. They're good. But um, I, and I've always been honest about it. That's, that's part of my channel and part of my journey. I've showed everything. I've showed tubes getting taken out of my head. I've showed, you know, my screws literally being unscrewed from my skull.
2: What was the craziest procedure you have had done that, in your opinion?
0: The first procedure I ever got, which was facial feminization surgery. Do you want the breakdown? Yes. Okay. So they cut you ear to ear. They peel down your forehead. They shave down the brow bone. And when they reattach your forehead, they lower the hairline. So they sew all this together, staples, and then four screws to hold your skull and your skin together. And then they went through the jaw to shave the jawbone. On the same day? The same day. Eight hours. Shave the jawbone. Shave. Then they go in and they cut the muscle so that the jaw is smaller. And then they went in and broke the nose and then redid the nose so it was rhinoplasty. And that was one procedure, yeah.
2: How long does that take to recover from?
0: Well, I'm I'm a mutant. And that's part of the reason why I was at the time really obsessed with surgery, because I would do something, and I think it was just so mental for me of like, oh, I'm gonna I'm getting to the next level. Oh, I'm like transforming into the person who I wanna be. And I would heal sp- after that surgery, three days I went to the movies. Oh,
2: how long until you were in the club? A week. Oh,
0: I know, which is something I should not. Hey, let me tell with you. With the drain, with
2: the motherfucking drain in. Yeah,
0: with the drain in. Wait.
2: Yeah. Hold on.
0: I'm. The, I'm. The, I again. I am crazy. I don't ever want anyone to do that because for me, maybe that's why I maybe had complications later on. But for me, I was like, oh my God, like I'm a woman now. I can go run around. Like, especially when I got my boobs, I was like, oh my God, I can like do anything I want. And I was literally swollen from my chin to my neck. It was all one, just swole. In the club. In the club. Thoughting. Thoughting and bopping. Could not even open my jaw like this much. I couldn't, I could barely even. You do had the straw. Mm-hmm. Could barely even do a straw. Wh-
2: at what point do you feel like you're gonna feel complete? Right now. You're complete.
0: I truly feel as though I'm complete. And I know that's like hard to say because obviously I've like gone through so much at this point. But I got to the point where I realized that surgeries and other things and procedures aren't going to necessarily fix what's on the inside. And so for me, I kind of had to come to a place of I'm a woman regardless. No one's ever going to clock me and make me feel otherwise. No one's ever going to Say something, and then, or I see a comment, I'm like, "Oh, maybe I should do that," you know, like because that's how it was for a long time. People were like, "Oh, I can tell she's a dude from this or do that," and I'm like, "Okay, let me schedule my surgery, and I would go fix it." Yeah. So I I came to a place where no one would affect me because I I was cool with myself, and I'm a woman regardless. So that's when I was like, "Okay, I'm good," and that's been this past year.
2: God, you are so enlightened and focused at a tender age. So I want to know what do you hope to accomplish.
0: I hope to accomplish um, just continuing to break down these barriers and these doors for trans people. I think this Victoria's Secret craziness, viralness, or whatever you want to call it, really kind of set my sights on, wow, the world is kind of cruel right now. Let's admit that. But it also is filled with so much love and so many people kind of looking for that love. And I think with the platform that I've been given, um, that I've worked really hard for, I just continue want to, I continue, I want to continue to persevere towards that, just helping my sisters and my brothers and the trans community and just the community in general to use my resources in any way to make it easier for other people. And I think that in this next coming year, if people are gagged over the Victoria's Secret moment, mm-hmm. I think all the other stuff that I have up my sleeve and lined up, everyone needs to hold on to their wigs. Snatching wigs. Snatching wigs because I have – if we don't know at this point, I have a crazy fantasy mind up here. And the fact that I'm able to make my dreams and imaginations a reality because I am truly living my authentic self and my authentic life, like I have nothing holding me back. And I think that scares some people, but I truly am excited for it. I think I've been able to manifest so much and so much has been happening. And I think I want to show other people how they can do that
2: too. I only have two favors for you in 2019. Yes. One, if that rapper calls you again, you're going to give me a three-hour head, head start. I'm going to get this motherfucking beat. Should I answer bu- his DM? Oh, you're going to answer his okay. DM. I'm going to get a full unit. Okay. And we're going to get this popping. Hi. Second thing is, the next time you get that motherfucking offer for $250,000, bitch, I'm going to come with your ass <laughs> if you die and wash your door. Can you just go in my place? Can you just go? Can you just show up? I don't up? know. I think I'd be an ugly woman. Uh, yeah. I really would be. I don't know. I mean. You think?
0: I, let me just say, I started at a funny place, so I think anyone is able to really achieve. You were pretty. Thank you. Oh,
2: Nicholas was pretty, but Nikita beautiful. He was, he he was beautiful. cute. He was cute. He was cute. I'm happy you are who you are. Thank
0: you. I am too. I'm happy you are who you are.
2: Oh, I love you. <laughs> you are every single f-ing thing. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. You guys follow me at The Lady Sitter. And to see this video of this podcast, head over to the eNews YouTube channel and click on Just the Sit. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time?